بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم in the name of Allah the most gracious the most merciful the lovable leader build great teams with trust respect and kindness the lovable leader build great teams with trust respect and kindness this booklet is written by Jeff Gibbard Introduction The Call to Action It could only be described as a perfect day. The sun was out, the breeze was gentle, and aside from a few big puffy clouds, it was clear blue skies as far as the eyes could see. More importantly, there was absolutely no traffic on the road as my wife and I drove back home after a long weekend with the friends in Annapolis, Maryland. I love long drives with my wife. It gives us the time to talk that we often can't find during a busy work week. We talk about all sorts of things. But on this particular drive, she was telling me about challenges she was dealing with at work. At the time, she was brand new to a leadership role and was having issues with the team she oversaw. Because I had a decade of experience managing people, my wife asked for my advice about how to handle the situation. She described her teammate as having a negative attitude. He could not stop himself from inadvertently saying condescending and offensive things to customers and teammates alike. And his work ethic could best be described as when I feel like it. Another teammate, although exceedingly hilarious, said completely inappropriate things at work and was routinely in conflict with other teammates. And then there was the teammate who showed up late every day and when confronted about her performance would burst into tears, apologize and promptly return to the same behavior the next day. We had talked through various aspects of motivation conflict resolution and leadership for more than an hour when the outline for this book came to me. We posed our discussion to capture in uh, Evernote what would become the training curriculum for my wife to practice. At that time, I had been running my first agency through voice media for, uh, for about five years. Over the years, My small but mighty digital marketing agency had grown to a team of 10 that included both employees and contractors. Seven years after starting through voice media, my agency was acquired and I became part of a five-person ownership team with more than 30 employees and contractors spread across two cities. Suddenly, the size and complexity of my team and responsibilities multiplied and I was forced to grow exponentially. 
a year and a half later I left and launched a company I'd always dreamed of creating the Superhero Institute, a coaching certification program with a development methodology for unlocking human potential. Now I balance my time between writing, speaking, helping supercharged agencies, training coaches, and working as a strategy consultant for large-scale businesses. This is all to say that I have led large teams, I have led small teams, and I have worked alone. I've worked at hundreds of companies as a consultant. I've coached people who are on my payroll and those who I sent a uh, <coughs> 1099 form at the end of the year. All of this experience has given me the unique opportunity to acquire an extensive catalog of leadership principles, conflict resolution techniques, and effective conversation frameworks for a wide variety of environments and situations. And because of these skills that I've developed, my wife has continued to use car rides long and short as an opportunity to ask for advice and coaching. Every morning I drive my wife to work and we discuss the day ahead. I'm so grateful to watch as the advice and guidance I give her filters through her unique personality. <coughs> she is why this book is called Lovable Leader. My wife is among the most lovable people you could ever have the pleasure of meeting. It's not just me who believes this. Scores of people uh, would eagerly line up to describe her personality with words and phrases such as sunshine, a fairy tale, princess, a warm hug, and of course, lovable. I tell you this because I believe that her way of being in the world is the secret ingredients we've all been looking for. It's what makes the practice of leadership come together for maximum effectiveness. It's also something that we all have access to, and in the pages ahead, you learn how to bring it out in yourself. My wife doesn't run NASA, or she isn't the CEO of a Fortune 100 company, but those aren't the only examples of leadership we need in this world. Untold leadership opportunities happen every single day in middle management stand-up meetings, 90-day reviews at startups, uh, and even last Wednesday at some small business in Topeka, uh, Kansas, Kansas. Inside every company are countless opportunities for leaders at all levels to do better. Leadership is not reserved for a few people at the top. It's for everyone who decides that they want to show up bigger and better at work at home or at an after-work flag football league. Lovable Leader is my call to action for you, and we really need you. Our, our culture of work is broken, and we can only fix it together. Leadership cannot continue to be defined primarily by its impact on the bottom line. Perpetuating that idea serves only to guide managers toward learning new, more subtle methods of manipulation to milk a little more productivity out of each cog in the machine just so they can get a promotion.
Obviously, results matter, and in business, that means money. Now, more than ever, we need leaders who think bigger than that. Leadership is the profound opportunity to be the best versions of of ourselves by helping people become the best versions of themselves. It's the chance to fundamentally change how we all experience the labor that occupies our day and puts food on our tables, that is, by bringing the relationships to the forefront and creating safe environments in which to reach our potential. Together we can do work that is truly meaningful and that gives us a sense of purpose and connection. Today we are claiming leadership and we do it for all of us. I'm counting on you. Be worth following. Be worth following. The greatest leaders are fundamentally no different from you and me. They choose certain ways to behave, either through instinct or education, formal or informal. Great paragons of leadership forge new paths and bring about something remarkable, all because they have one thing in common, people are willing to follow them. Seriously, break it down isn't leadership simply the act of leading others towards something. If you want Uh, be followed, you must convince and inspire others to believe that you are worth following. It's all right there in the job title. But if you are like most leaders out there, you have a problem. A study by Gallup found that only 15% of workers say they are highly involved in and enthusiastic about their work and workplace. Furthermore, it's estimated that actively disengaged employees cost the United States $483 billion to $605 billion per year in lost productivity. So that's not great. Not only that, there is a widespread issue with the trust. The Edelman Trust Barometer comes out every year and reports on people's feelings about trust and credibility. It has shown that trust in our traditional institutions is consistently uh, lackluster, whether we are talking about CEOs, experts, or traditional media, the revered uh, gatekeepers and trust uh, signals are now being questioned more than ever. But that's not all. Job stress is also climbing. The survey of nearly 2,000 professionals conducted by Corn Ferry, also asked professionals up and down an organization about the impact workplace stress had on them. More than three quarters of the respondents, uh, 76%, say stress at work has had a negative impact on their personal relationships, and 66% say they have lost sleep due to work stress. (coughs) A small but... (coughs) A small but significant number, 16% say they've had to quit a job due to stress. The largest source of current stress, bosses. The survey shows 35% of the respondents say their boss is their biggest source of stress at work, and 80% say a change in leadership such as a new direct manager or someone higher up the organizational chart impacts their stress levels. (coughs) 
study after study shows that the problem is bad and getting worse. Much of this is brought on or at least exasperated by technology. The world is changing around us because things are moving faster than ever before. Technology has allowed for more jobs to be performed remotely. Although this is great in some way or in some ways, uh, it has produced a few notable consequences. Wages are driven down because less expensive global talent is available. Uh, <coughs> remote workers can also often feel isolated from their peers and disengaged easily. Employee retention has become more challenging as new technologies have opened the communication and information visibility landscape. This means that your teams, your teams can find new opportunities, that your competitors have greater access to privately communicate with your employees. Do you have <clears throat> what it takes to keep your best employees or will they be lured away? For many, leadership is just something that comes with their title. It's something. <coughs> for many, leadership is just something that comes with their title. It's something they were dropped into and that they do without passion or or purpose. To those people, I humbly submit that leadership is more important than uh, than an afterthought. An employee who feels disrespected, unappreciated or disengaged at work brings that energy home with them. In some cases, they may not even have a healthy outlet for those feelings. What happens at work doesn't just stay at work. The days of compartmentalizing each aspect of our lives is rapidly eroding because our always-on smartphone culture has changed the boundaries where work and life are supposed to balance. We've seen the unhealthy effects of that behavior, and although our leadership cannot solve all of the world's problems, it can help. As a leader, you can make a safe environment for your team. You can alleviate stress rather than cause it. You can make people feel valued in the place they spend the vast majority of their waking hours each day. You can be an ethical compass and inspire your team members, members to be a force for good even after they clock out. The case for doing better. <coughs> the case for doing better. <coughs> I have a strong opinion about the responsibility of leadership to make the world a better place. I want your team members to feel safe. I want you to actively reduce harm in every aspect of your leadership. I want you to appreciate your impact on other people and how your Interactions can fundamentally reshape the world around you. I want you to finish this book with a default operating system that leads uh, with others' best interest in mind. All this can be accomplished without uh, sacrificing results. I start the Superhero Institute because I believe that all people are capable of extraordinary things our obstacles can empower us and build character instead of defining and limiting us. Our abilities combined with our choices give every person the opportunity to become a superhero. If you read this book, you will require, you will acquire. If you read this book, you will acquire new skills to be a better leader. 
However, many of the skills you will learn could be used for the wrong reasons. Without a code, we can stray from the path to guide you to use your leadership powers for good. I'd like to share with you the superhero quote. A commitment to these 10 principles will ensure that your work as a leader is ethical and directed towards safety, kindness, and fairness. Responsibility. If I have the power to or privilege, if I have the power or privilege to make a difference for the better, my responsibility is to do so. If I have the power to or privilege to make a difference for the better, my responsibility is to do so. Protection. I will not allow others to be harmed. Self-sacrifice. I'm willing to put others' people's needs over my self-interest, even if I have moments when my needs are overlooked. Courage, <clears throat> even when I'm scared and even if I must endure pain or struggle, I will confront issues. <clears throat> Resilience, sometimes I will face challenges and fail. I accept this as part of my learning. I will always get back and persevere. Empathy, I will always try to understand other points of view, even if I do not agree with them. Compassion, I will always see the humanity in others and care about their well-being. Vulnerability, my greatest source of strength comes from my failures, sharing sharing these experiences and my feelings and inner thoughts, balances and connects me with others. Honesty, in order to help others, I must establish trust. Trust cannot grow in the absence of truth. Therefore, I will not lie. I will speak only what I know to be true. Action, in order to create real change, especially in in surface of these other commitments, I must take action to move beyond words and ideas. Great leadership is a glorious balance held together by a deep understanding of what you are trying to accomplish with the guidelines to ensure, your, to ensure you honor the responsibilities of the role. Leadership is not an achievement nor a destination, but rather a practice that you will adopt for life. This is what uh, lovable leadership is about. The aspects of leadership that require emotional intelligence, empathy, humility, compassion, and trust Amid all other externalities, these are the things we can control, how we relate to one another. Leaders who care for others and who can be trusted to lead into an uncertain future are a rarity these days. How often do you hear someone rave about what they do for a living? How often do they talk about how great their manager is? Even more rare, how often Do you hear someone exclaim something like, I love my job and I trust my leadership team completely? What are you managing? Too many managers are in their roles because they were once good at doing a particular job. As As a result, they were promoted. The thinking goes that if they are good at doing a thing, then naturally they will be good at managing people, right? Nothing could be further from reality. Doing a job and managing people are almost entirely different skill sets unless the job you are good enough to be promoted for 
four was managing people. Too many people are promoted into leadership roles without the necessary training in how to manage people. There are two primary reasons for this. The position needs to be filled and there is neither an existing formal training program nor the time or budget allocated to providing proper training. And the position needs to be filled and the decision criteria is focused almost exclusively on the hard skills of the position without giving adequate weight to the learned ability of leading people. A person promoted without adequate training is likely to become at best at best a mediocre manager of people and more likely someone who drives the people uh, working for them insane. Even in the rare cases when someone has a natural gift for dealing with people, leadership entails far more than just personality and people skills. Although some organizations are capable of staying afloat with mediocre managers who check the boxes and get the work done, they'll never fulfill their true potential. The natural uh, consequence of poor management is higher turnover, lower productivity, lesser quality results, and a diminished quality of life experience for all team members, including the manager. In more dire circumstances, poor management can completely stall, stall the growth of team members. Talented team members may wisely opt to stay in their current positions rather than move into a new role under a poor manager, even when that move comes with increased pay. The choice to ignore the choice to ignore the importance of leadership training will effectively suffocate the potential of rising stars. The impact of a bad manager will be felt throughout an entire company. Fortunately, nearly all of this can be mitigated through proper training on how to manage people rather than just assuming job-specific knowledge will be sufficient as a stand-in for people skills. <clears throat> the principles outlined in Lovable Leader are intended to guide you as a leader to provide a framework you can operate from. You should be reading this book if you have just moved into a leadership role and need to understand where to devote your time and attention. Uh, you should be reading this book if you need to understand how to manage different personality types. You should be reading this book if you need to be able to set goals and hold people accountable for realizing those goals. Uh, you should be reading this book if you want to be respected and taken seriously by both your team members and your supervisors. Chances are you've been dropped into this new role without any training in management and leadership skills. You've had little training in effective communication. You've had to quickly establish working relationships while being accountable for results. No one has told you how to manage this new stress of leadership. No one has advised you about conflict resolution, setting boundaries, self-care, or any other aspect of this new role. For you, I offer this straightforward handbook that provides all of the guidance traditionally missing from a new manager's orientation. This handbook has simple, easy-to-follow frameworks for succeeding and thriving in a leadership role. This advice is ethical and scalable, this framework is designed to foster loyalty and grow cohesive and collaborative teams 
For those who embrace these concepts, work will never look uh, the same again. No obstacle will seem insurmountable, no conflict too uh, difficult to resolve. No interaction will lack respect even when things done even when things don't work out, everyone will walk away better off than if you had not read this book in the first place. You will become the kind of leader uh, follow uh, from company to company. You will become the kind of leader people follow from company to company from whom they may even quit their current job. You will inspire people to dream bigger and you will have the skills to ensure those dreams become a reality. This is for those who are ready to go from uncertain to empowered and from overlooked to revered. If that is you, then I want you to know you were born to be a leader. I'm glad you're here. Now, if you're ready, let's dive in. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. That's the end of part one.